The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional upheaval. Is that all the, oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Way, rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramont Plus. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Morning Sickness. Thank you quite kindly, Alliance. Appreciate that. I'm getting a lot of emails from people who are talking about how many uh, Mexicans are actually in white supremacy groups, which I, look, this is news to me. I am 638 in the morning, today years old, finding out about that, based on Maurizio Garcia, the white supremacist. Again, that's hard to even say. So, uh, uh, this one, uh, what was my friend uh, Joe Cubello emailed in? Or he texted me. He says, uh, said, uh, the leader of the Proud Boys is named Enrico Tario. What? I, I lost that bet. You know those things where you draw? Like I do it because I'm on that Duolingo thing trying to learn some Spanish. Not because I want to be a white supremacist or anything. Well, you want to fit in with the bounce. Right. You know. But they'll do a thing where it'll be like, you know, her, him, and then you got to, you know, Tap the English one and then tap the Spanish one, and it's got a list on two sides. If you said, you know, leader of the Proud Boys, the name that's on the right that I have to match to that, Enrico Tario, would have been like the fifth one I chose, and it would have just been by default. And he makes a good point. He says, maybe it's 50 years of the government counting Hispanics as Caucasians in the census. They're taking it to heart now and starting, yeah. Hey, you know what I've always said? Screw those Jews, Holmes. <laughs> I'm tired of the Jews, I say. Mira, mira, aquí, the Jews? See, si, me too, man. <laughs> I don't I don't see that happening in any, like, Mexican movies or anything. That's where I get my culture. It's not having it at Garcia's. I never once said, hey, two for dinner? Yes, please. Jews. Like, I don't <laughs> seem too angry at them. That seems to be a specific Euro thing. And a lot of the Middle Easterners. And I did get the I did I do feel a little bit bad because I was getting mad at 101.1 the bounce for saying we were mad at or, or mean to Mexicans. I'm like, we're mean to everybody. 
And I got an email that says, screw you, John. You fired off a litany of races that you guys are equally racist to. And you left out us Indians. What about us, damn it? I never thought we'd be forgotten on KUPD. Step it up, Ryan. He's right. Ryan, I am sorry. But it was before 7 a.m. I just assumed all you Indians were still sleeping it off. I had no idea you guys would have heard me. Do we have some blankets we can give them? Yeah, big, we're going to do a giveaway to say we're sorry. Uh, this guy emailed me, and this is proof we're diverse and we're cooler than everybody else because we just don't care about all these political hang-ups when somebody says stuff. Good morning. Just wanted to say great job at U-Fest. Now, we got this yesterday, this morning, right? Yeah. He sent this this morning. It was it two days, so he's been asleep for a couple of days. <laughs> the entire show was amazing. <laughs> Godsmack closed it out in style. Funny part for me is I happened to look around during Nothing More's performance, and I didn't see another black guy in the entire place. I whispered to my fiance, I'm pretty sure I'm the only black person here, and she just laughed and laughed. Keep up the great work. I listen every morning. It's always entertaining. Looking forward to Avenged Sevenfold and Falling in Reverse. That's a good show. I'm looking forward to Falling in Reverse live. I think they're another nothing more. I may not go out of my way to listen to them on the, you know, their albums and stuff because I think they get a little quick burn. But I think live, that band's going to be amazing. And we already know of Avenged Sevenfold. That's my favorite song on the radio right now, the new Avenged. I love that one. Uh, thank you, Gregory. You're 100% right. And let me tell you this. I think I saw him. Well, you'd know. Pretty sure. There's no I think or pretty sure. You saw a black. Gregory. That was Gregory. Because I stood on that stage twice and looked out at the crowd. Man, was that a, a whole bunch of white arms. And it looked like I was at the Oscars. It was amazing. It was glowing. We couldn't have this crowd after Labor Day. There's too much white out there. It was incredible. So I didn't see him. but uh, And this guy says, John, you nailed it this morning. Let me tell you something. I'm a bisexual man, and men give better uh, BJs and hand jobs than women. Hands down. I'll take your word for it. Especially Asian massage parlors. When you said men give better hand jobs, I laughed. That's true. Uh, the women at the Asian massage parlors, those just flat hurt. Those idiots hurt. Well, yeah. And it makes tons of sense a dude would be better at a hand job than a, than a girl. We don't want to think that ourselves. I'll, I'll take his word for yeah, it. I don't want to, you know. I'm never desperate enough to find out. If I ever want a dude to give me a handy, I am that guy. I do it all the time. But as a homosexual, I can tell you right now. If I were to get a handy and it was like you're going for a 10 out of 10 and you got a lady standing in front of you and a gay guy, I'm going with a gay guy. <laughs> going with a gay guy. Wait a minute, whoa. If you're going for a 10 out of 10, it's like the, it's like the, uh, you know, the sledgehammer at the circus. You're trying to hit the bell. You pick the bodybuilder. We're trying to hit the bell. Who can out? Who can go faster? Ah, seven out of ten is not so bad in my book. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I'm look. I'm a winner that day if I'm in that contest. Like, pick somebody to give you a hand job. I'm like, all right, this is great. As long as it's not a pig. Oh, does that go for guys too? Yeah, I don't want a fast back or a front butt. I want something decent. But yeah, guy, I don't want a pig guy. Although maybe his soft little pudgy hands. Look, a guy knows. Dude with a long butt. It, again, it goes back to the Aiton Luca thing. If you look at DeAndre Aiton and Luca Doncic, you're thinking to yourself, who's had more access to a basketball out of these two if I'm going to pick a guy? You're like, oh. I'm assuming Luca's from a war torn region and had trouble finding pickup games. This guy's been playing every day of his life. I'm going with that one. More access to the equipment. That's the key. Fact. In DeAndre's case, he's playing NBA jams, not necessarily. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah evidently he's doing it. Yeah, he still understands the rules of it. He just, you know, 
It's mostly video games. Uh, I got two emails, one from Eric that said frozen bodies happen a lot to keep collecting checks. Talking about the frozen bodies. Yeah. So that happens a lot more than you think. And one that said, I'm a police officer, don't use my name. The frozen body thing's a problem. Oh. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> for checks. What the? Wait, yeah, wait, Brady, you can scream it too. Go ahead. It's all right, Brady. Go. I'll give it what to you. What the? What on? That's right. You need to work on it, but you're going to get there. You were too giggly. You have to mean it. It has to come out angry. It has to come out. What the f- is going on? We'll get you. Yeah, I got cops emailing. Oh, yeah, the frozen body thing. That's a problem. And then another one says, I was an accountant for the ARC, which I remember used to be. Uh, ARC was the, we can't say it now, it was the R word bus. Oh, yeah. It was the R word donations. My mom oh, would yeah. say, put the bag out in the driveway for the R words. That was, was a nice a coalition thing. company. No, I forgot. It was like, it was advancement of on, R-word citizens, I think. I citizens. Know. I don't know. I'm making that up. I don't know. But they would come by, and the ARC truck would come by, and they'd leave notes on your door and say, we're going to be by Tuesday. And my mom would very nicely say, oh, John, go get a bunch of clothes you're not wearing. Put them in this bag. We're going to give it to the cards. <laughs> okay. But we didn't, you know, that was like us being super kind. She said, uh. They operated a thrift store at the Ark on occasions where vacations uh, made pay staff uh, stuff. Uh, it would be a pinch to the budgets, right? During these occasions, you learned that it was cheaper to, for seasonal workers to habitually buy their clothing at the Ark than do their own laundry. Because when they have to go to laundromat, it would cost them more to do the laundry than it would to just go buy stuff at the thrift shop. But the Ark whole new setup. Right? So destitute people would follow this practice, having uh, growing children and not wanting to undertake trips to pay for laundry. Transportation was also also an issue. They would throw clothes out the vehicle and change their kids' clothes into the art clothes right there. Meandering from point A to point B a lot of the times, if it was in the car or just walking, the kid got new clothes and they just take the old ones off and toss them. Not going to wash these. So as a cultural difference is tied to poverty has led this practice and it's been handed down. So you go into, I didn't know that. I don't know if that's true. It's the associate. In 1992, uh, the ARC was stood for. And I'm reading this. On Google. On Google. It's the Association for Retarded Citizens of the United States, the ARC. <laughs> and now, and they still call it the ARC? Or they can't. It's the, now it's the Redskins. Well, it's the Washington to, Redskins. I went to for, their website, and it for, doesn't really mention what it stands for, but it just says, uh, well, here. Uh, it's the... <laughs> They've stopped the National Blackjack Coalition. That's right. That's right. It's the uh, it's a, a lot of electricians big on the arc. So it doesn't really have a now. Like if you go to the, it's no longer um, standing for anything. No, living the life they choose. That's the headline at the. Mm-hmm. I don't think they chose this. <laughs> Pretty sure they were forced this life by God. God gave that to them. Now, they didn't. Here's, nobody here's chooses that. No, I understand they have a mission. It says uh, promoting and protecting the human rights of people with intellectual and developmental disabilities and actively supporting their full inclusion and participation in the community throughout the... Yeah, we get that. But you still call yourself ARC. That's like Papa John's, you know, pre-apostrophe. You didn't change the name? And they just, now you just don't mention what it stood for before? Hmm. Isn't it interesting? Interesting indeed. Interesting indeed. 
says, I need to turn my, learn to turn my radio down before I get out of my van. I do dry cleaning pickup and a delivery in usually very nice neighborhoods. I got back in my van. The radio was blaring because I love the morning show song from Alliance. So I had it up. And what I hear, the first thing when I open the door is, I'm tired of them Jews, Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys, but stop it. That's <laughs> so we're sorry. Miss something, something. Check out Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast at 98kupd.com. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Holmberg's morning sickness. Yeah, it's a weird morning. It just feels odd. It's that bike ride in. I had too much time to think before the show. Normally, I'm in here in a scramble. I'm uh, very meta this morning because of that. One thing I do know that I think two times now in the last four days, we're going to lose a sports figure. The Oakland A's announcer, he gone. There's no way he's coming back after his N-word museum chatter the other day. And whether it was a mistake or not, oh, well. But I don't know what it is about those boys from Cincinnati, but Bob Huggins, head coach of the West Virginia Mountaineers, formerly a Cincinnati Bearcat, was on a radio interview. WLW. <laughs> was that a Cincinnati thing? Yeah. So he's even West Virginia Mountaineers coach, still talks to, that's how Ohio-centric Ohio is. The guy can leave to go coach somewhere else. we got to get Dad Huggins back in there. Now, if you know who Bob Huggins is, this dude was known for being Bobby Knight's evil twin. Bobby Knight was a prick coach. Bob Huggins took it to another level. Really? Oh, he was this worse guy than, oh. was an on-TV well, horrible rant and rave. I don't know how he hasn't had a heart attack. Grabbing dudes, chucking things, screaming and yelling at the top of his lungs. And if you ever heard him, especially back early when Bob Huggins started making a name for himself, you knew he used slurs. Lots of them. He called you names. He threw out bombs your way. He used fear and uh, horror as a tactic of motivation. So it's no surprise that Bob Huggins says, you know, terrible things. But during the interview, uh, Bob Huggins decided to say uh, stuff about um, some insensitive things about the university, the Xavier. When uh, he was at uh, University of Cincinnati, right. they were playing Xavier one night. And they threw uh, dildos out onto the court. The Xavier's did. And he says, uh, he basically was like, what are you talking about? Them, uh, and he said, uh, Huggins said, Catholics don't do that. Any school that throws rubber penises on the floor and say they didn't do it, uh, by God, they can get away with anything. And then he was referencing the incident that happened. Then he says, I think it's a transgender night or something, wasn't it? Uh, or that, no, that was the host. The, the, host, yeah, said the that. host said that. Then he said, before Huggins could respond, uh, before Huggins responded, no, 
What it was was all those uh, all those homo f words. Catholic. Those Catholic uh, homo f words. I think he said. Yep. He said it twice. So yep. he said homo f words and then Catholic homo f words. Back Doubling to right. down. And Huggins, uh, he was coaching at uh, Cincinnati from '89 to 2005, all through the '90s. This guy since was the biggest prick in college basketball. He made Bobby Knight look like an angel. He was a horrible human. And they would always bat- battle Xavier too, because that's right. Well, is that Ohio school too? Yeah. yeah. Well, they threw Xavier threw penises at him. And Huggins called him uh, homo F-words two times in a, in a radio so interview. Yeah, in a radio interview. Uh, West Virginia uh, has yet to comment on how fast they're going to fire him now because you can't say that one. I think he fired out something. Oh, he, yeah, he yeah. threw out a self-admonishing uh, apology. Of, I don't bad know. language there. Yeah, it was uh, his apology is uh, right down the lines of I know I'm fired. Which was the, uh, during a conversation, I used completely insensitive and abhorrent phrases. Uh, there's simply no excuse. I'm not going to try to make one here. I'm ashamed and embarrassed and heartbroken for the people I've hurt. I must do better. Sorry about that. <laughs> the <laughs> so, president of WVU called him a huggy bear. What happened? <laughs> the president of West Virginia has heard that word from I him. I mean, that was hilarious, but what, what are you doing? billion times. Now... There's an argument to be made that he says it a lot because I guarantee you he does. If he's that comfortable on a radio show, not only calling him homo F-words, but saying uh, Catholic homo F-words, he hates Xavier something fierce. He hates the Catholic side. He hated penis night. He made fun of uh, bisexuals. He just went after it. That's what he thinks. Not allowed to think that out loud on the radio. You got to do that. Got to keep that like uh, real quiet at home and stuff. That's the American way now. You can't really start spouting out your hilariousness against uh, groups of people that you're mad at. Xavier. Uh, but now he hates all the gays. That's the thing. Is like he's just a gay hating gay hater. And at the end he, uh, of the apology, he says, "I am, and I will absolutely face my." Yeah, he's going to get fired, and there's no yeah. question about it. Now, if I was him, if I was his PR team, next press conference I had, Bob Huggins is in a dress and like a mini pearl hat, and he goes out there and says, "I've been struggling with a lot of personal issues, and I'm feeling kind of fluid." And I really don't know where I stand on this. So I think it was more self-hate than anything else. The world will embrace him. He just has to coach now and address. You go transgender like the day you get in trouble. If you, if you can, I Look, I'm the first to admit I still find the homo F word fairly hilarious if used properly. I don't like it in a hateful manner. Everything for me is about malice and intent. And if you're maliciously calling someone the homo F word because you hate like that, that's different to me than just saying pretty you're a f-. like that's hilarious to me always will be always has been and when did the um when did it switch the transition of that from uh, a cigarette to oh there's been cigarette? bundles of sticks and yeah. south park did a big episode about how that word has switched out four or five times and then that he said i i say that we get rid of it for a gay slur and use it against bikers because it's one of the funniest South Park episodes ever when the bikers all go by and their motorcycles are really loud and everybody's screaming, God damn you, f- shut up! And the bikers can't hear them, so they're like, we're really turning heads, everybody's <laughs> screaming at us. But they don't realize everybody's going, you, f- knock right. it off! So they actually go to the city council to try to change the meaning of the F word to dickhead insensitive biker groups that think people like them, but everybody's calling them f- because there isn't, you know, as 90% of the population can't stand when bikes go by. It's just awful. Only bikers think that's cool. Good for you. But you got to realize that, you know, 
if uh, groups of like think of it bikers if there was like a, a group of 40 Mexicans that went by with tubas and accordions and like little fireworks and chihuahuas everywhere you'd be like Lasers. I'm trying to enjoy my g- yeah, laser beams I'm trying to enjoy my goddamn lunch here and these Mexicans going by it's the same thing you're doing it's the same thing all dressed exactly alike in your little biker outfits and your costumes thinking that everybody's looking at you thinking hey, everybody loves a loud bike nope they don't it's the same thing if uh, hey bikers if uh, uh like a hundred people of color went by you uh rapping and dribbling basketballs while you tried to enjoy lunch you'd be mad too so stop it stop thinking it's cool because it's not that's the side bob huggins and anybody else if you catch me if i say something on the air and people are like oh he did it he stepped in it from there on i'm doing the show in a dress I'm going after it. I'm, I'm going to, I'm transing up. That's my, that's my defense mechanism to, uh-oh, can't get me. The producer on that show, WLW, yeah. went to Xavier. That's why he didn't hit the dump button. Oh, that could be true. But he hit him pretty hard. He, he, he doubled down on it. He did. Them, uh, you know them, them Catholic. <laughs> oh, Jesus, Bob, we can't keep up with the cursing. And it started off where you knew you probably, like, if I was the host, my hand would have slid over to the dump button the second he goes, no, 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 you're wrong. It was the transgender night, and they had those, I'm like, oh, boy, one, those Catholic, two, I can't, you're out of time. They won't rebuild the the delay fast enough. But, yeah, that's my, 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 uh, you know, there's the old adage of standby, if you can't beat them, join them. And when you step in a big pile of when you broadcast life, next thing you got to do. Show up in a dress. I'm one of them. I feel terrible. I'm one of you. And then you just got to live your life. If you want the checks to keep coming in, you got to live your life. And, you know, Bob Huggins with lipstick and a dress on the sidelines. He's still a good basketball coach. Hilarious that he would have to do that. But I think that should be the punishment is that. Or just the smart thing. If I was a, P- if I was a PR firm, I'd get all these people out of it. All of them. I'm not so sure how you get out of that uh, N-word thing that the A's guy did. Oof, that's yeah, a toughie. He's screwed. He's done. He can't show up in a, in a dress because it doesn't fix anything. He needs to call Rachel Dolezal. Yeah. Yeah, he needs to figure out how she gets What if he together. throws some shoes over the uh, <laughs> telephone poles? <laughs> For every time he said yeah. it. Yeah. That homo F-word is a dangerous dance, though, because, you know, hilarious. But all it takes is one set of ears to go, I don't like that at all. And then, uh-oh. I mean, that's all I hear my neighbor's pool parties. Oh. Queens, she, homo F-words. They, they drop bombs like crazy. And I'm like, man, this is, like, awesome. Cause I, but I'm still not one who says it to them because I know better. I'm the white guy at the black party. I can't use the words they're using, but I can I can certainly still laugh and enjoy it. And doesn't it make it the same thing if I'm there as a straight and a bunch of gay guys are calling each other the homo F word and I'm laughing? Doesn't that make me equally in on it? Doesn't that, like, shouldn't I be allowed to say it at that point? Because I'm like, look, you've allowed me to hear it and enjoy it. Why can't I join in? It's like double dutch. Can't I just try one? You know, like the dude, this, the dude at the Suns game the other night that said, uh, you got this right here all bundled up. And I started laughing. <laughs> yes, that person is all bundled up, isn't he? I'm like, all right, I'm laughing. And and if it's if it's true outrage, when he said it and I laughed, he should have said, I can't believe you laughed at that. You're a racist. I'm like, all right. Now, all right, at least you're consistent. <laughs> but when he said it and I giggled, I'm like, yep, I see who you're talking about. 
It makes me just as bad. But he was okay with it because he dropped the bomb. But if I'm laughing at it and accepting it, I mean, I guess what I'm supposed to do in the perfect woke world is turn and go, please don't use that kind of language, I'm white. <laughs> I can't hear those words. It makes me say that. It makes me want to say it. <laughs> and if you say it, then I don't. You can do it. I can't. But the homo F word is a, it's a slippery one. Put the dress on, Huggins. Get out there and coach that West Virginia University Mountaineer squad in a dress. Not happening. He won't. There'll be one less person on that uh, stadium. Uh, he's not going to be coached. Oh, no, he's out. But if he did the trans thing, there'd be a lot of like, uh-oh, what do we do? Maybe a chance. You know, uh, they wouldn't know what to do. You can't fire that guy. You certainly can't fire him after that. It's like, uh, especially he goes and pulls that. Th- it's the new alcoholism. It, you, when you were on the cusp of getting fired in the 80s, you just come to your boss and go, I've been drinking too much. i got a problem. I need to go to rehab. Then they changed the laws that you had to pay for somebody. One of your employees says he's got alcohol problems. You can't fire him. you got to send him off. to. you got to pay for it. Then you got to wait like 45 days till he comes back to see if he's all right or not. And now you got this hanging over you all the time. Now that's the new transgender. What if he went really all in and said, I, I was abused by a priest growing oh. up? Oh, I was abused by a gay priest, so I've got a thing. And it also makes me have to accept the fact I'm trans. And people are like, oh, I don't buy it. And then you start wearing the dress and like, the dude's committed. Like, you have to go all in on this. If you're going to try to save your what's more important? His $2.5 million a year job at West Virginia or his ego and pride of not wearing dresses? Huggy I wear Bear, dresses. Huggy Bear's putting on some ruby red lipstick, yeah. coaching on the sidelines. Now, I'm not putting 2.5 in the bank annually. But I'll tell you right now, money I get at KUPD, if they were like, we're going to fire John, and I found out about it a few days earlier, like I did at the zone. I found out on a Monday. Dude cracks the door. No, they're getting rid of you on Friday. I'm, like, I'm going to start wearing a dress to work. Watch this. You think you're, uh, That's the first thing I do if I find out I'm on the chopping block. Dresses. My ego's not that. And I go home and giggle every night. My bank account every two Thursdays gets filled up with money, and they don't want me there. That's even better. He might be one of those guys that just made so much money, like, you know, he doesn't care. He's got F.U. money. Yeah, exactly. That's how relaxed he was talking on that show. Because he's known that guy for years. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, this is the locker room talk. But you're right. Maybe Bob Huggins has homo F-word money. I don't know. (laughs) He's got, I can say it. And if they fire me, they fire me. But most most of those coaches have legacy problems. And Huggy Bear is a big one because he's almost gotten there. He's been in the Final Four a couple of times with teams that were not traditionally very good at basketball. He made Cincinnati an actual powerhouse. And a, a, he built his way yeah, up. Yeah, he so to him not having a championship under his belt probably is more important than money. And if he wants that chance, dresses. And that goes for all of you. That is a way around. That is how to circumvent this woke world we live in. You're about to get canned for something you did that's stupid. You better start showing up to work in a dress. And if it's if that, well, I ain't never doing that. Well, all right, enjoy poverty because that's next. You're gonna wish you had a dress on because you're gonna be wearing tattered rags for the rest of your life trying to get a job. I got fired from my last job because I called my boss a homo f word. <laughs> we can't hire you. That's terrible. Now, I'm transsexual. God damn it, homework was right. I'm transsexual. Pre-op. And just start doing it. I want to be called Lorraine at work. That's how I identify. <laughs> and then you just walk around as Lorraine for eight hours a day. Big whoop. You go home, your wife and you are still like, ah, how are you, honey? Tough day at the office. 
I got stuff all over my dress. We got to order Lane Bryant stuff tonight, cause, but at least we can do it because I've got a job. Get something, something. Check out Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast at 98kupd.com. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. One shining moment, Roberta Huggins. That's right. Championship. <laughs> yep. West Virginia. Built-in name. Oh, they, it, he'd be a, a hero. It'd be a, he overcame his inner demons uh, with his own sexuality and finally embraced it where Roberta Huggins is now a national shining, sh- champion. One shining trendy we do. And look at him. He's adjusting his skirt as he climbs the ladder to cut down the nets as the rest of his team looks up his dress and his oh! gigantic aching gray balls. <laughs> I saved my ass a few years ago with this tranny bit, and I won the title. So now I can say, F- you. F- I'm out. I'm just taking the, I'm taking off the dress. It was all a lie. And America would lose their minds with laughter. Oh. If he got the national championship in the dress, and that's all he ever wanted, and then he told everybody it was all a ruse <laughs> just to keep his job, got the title, and he goes, the dress comes off. I'm Bob Huggins, damn it, and I always have been. I love f- chicks. Yeah, it's it's the only way out. Embrace it, everyone. There's people out there right now worried about getting fired. You know what to do. It's not going to be as easy for girls, but I don't see girls stepping in it too often. I see a lot of women going on radio shows going, and this over here said... I'm like, oh, boy, she's, it doesn't happen to them. It's because dudes have locker room talk. We get comfortable with each other, and we start throwing disgusting words around. Even Aiden, uh, the trans guy that emailed, just emailed in. He says, I agree, John. I myself still like to use the homo F word uh, in certain situations, which are okay. Uh, even not okay. Sometimes I refer to myself as a homo F word. Yeah. It's a fun word. You just don't do it with hate or malice. It's the same as everything. If you're not hateful, what you're saying, it sticks in stones. Now, you shouldn't go out blurting out slurs constantly because it's, it's low-hanging fruit for trying to be funny, but... You know, it's really funny if you say it to some, like, person who hates gays. Like, if you told a priest he was a homo F-word, it would be, like, great. That's how it got so much clout behind it. Guys would use that as a, you know, yeah. those are oh. fighting words for some people. Well, some people, they get real upset. Oh, yeah. And you like, you like, yeah, you like, you like that tranny Rob guy the other day was, like, threatening our lives because I, I said he was a tranny just for arguing his point too hard. And he got real like, oh, you call me no tranny. Like, oh, that's what you're mad at? All right. It's just a weird thing. But, yeah, Bob Huggins is out. And I don't know who's going to be next, but these things usually happen in bunches. So we got another one coming around the corner. But, yeah, you'll see me in a dress and a heartbeat. Joanna Holmberg will be, Holmberg's morning sickness will be real. I'll talk about trying to get pregnant. I'll take on all sorts of new issues. No ego or pride in that. I'd go out and say I've been homosexual for a long time, and I'd prove it right there on the TV. <laughs> See you guys. It's my new life. The I morning bear. I, I feel terrible about the whole thing, but not anymore. My self-loathing days are over. I don't say f-. I am a f-, and I mean it. Many takers, who wants up here? I got two empty hands. Who's ready to go with my brand new lifestyle? Be skiing over there? Oh, I would be cross-country skiing with every member of the press just to prove my point. I think he really means it. I think this guy likes dudes. We can't fire him now. You heard about the morning bear? Yeah. 
And then I'd sue everybody for firing me. But you said on the air. Well, you heard why. I'm a tranny. I mean, trans something or other. I got to figure out which one I am. I don't know how it works. I'm new to the whole operation. Speaking of operations, I need a GoFundMe page to get this thing cut off. <laughs> it's a fact. It's the way the world works. And it's, uh, it's what you got to do. So if you're up for getting fired, the Holmberg PR firm is ready to help you out at any time, if you're interested. Uh, and then, of course, the Suns are in the news as well. Uh, speaking of basketball, tonight, got game five, basically a best of three series. They did find Nikola Joker Jokic. Pretty light, I thought. 25 grand. I thought maybe 10. Matt Ishby even came out and said, nobody needs to be fined for this. He didn't do anything bad. It was all just a goof. Stupidest controversy in basketball history. Uh, Again, I stand by it. Joker was right. Joker did everything right. I'm not a Nuggets fan. I don't want it to be right. But there was Matt Ishbia was wrong holding the ball. That's it. That's the end of the story. Any any other fan does that, he's out. And Matt Ishbia kind of got a little clearance because he's going to pay that fine. No, you're not allowed to Personally do that. So now you're not allowed to. They did that with the the Steelers had a, a fine fund, and the league found out about it, where players would kick in for for dudes who because the Steelers were getting hit for a while there with those illegal hits. Remember when the NFL was just like Harrison, with the, yeah, and Harrison was like on the cover of best hits of the week, and he got fined for the two that yeah. he had against the Browns, and so then they had to take that down, and they fined him like seventy five grand. They did a thing where they you know the team kicked in. And they're like, can't do that. It's got to, it came right out of his pay that they were going to get it back. Can't do that. Called it income and everything else. So they turned it into a tax thing. But Ishbia didn't, you know, he didn't do anything bad, but he didn't, what he did was wrong uh, towards the game. And Joker was 100%, in my opinion, 100% right. Absolutely. His little elbow flare, a little stupid, but no big deal. And Ishbia's flop was hilarious. So 25 grand, and I don't know where that goes, NBA charities or something. And Joker's going to play tonight, which I like. I'm happy that they didn't suspend him or do something stupid over this ridiculous non-burger. This is a nothing. And I was talking to Scott Taylor down the hall. Oh, my God, you're crazy. And I'm like, think of it if it's Devin Booker trying to get the ball out of the owner of the Nuggets' hands, and he won't give it to him. And the ball goes flying into the crowd. And then, you know, uh, Michael Porter Jr. gets up. Not really paying attention. Now there's no more... Advantage to this, you know, get the ball in play and let's go. The hurry up, let's get the ball moving. No matter how, like, because he's like, well, you think the ref was just going to hand it right over? They'd have waited for a Kogi to get up. I'm like, no, they wouldn't. They don't wait for players to get set. The game goes. So I'm happy. But tonight's a big one. It's a big one for the Suns' entire season. This is the back against the wall. Got to steal one in Denver. Tonight might as well be the one. It would be awesome if they backdoor swept him, lost the first two, and then four in a row. Uh, I think this thing goes all seven. I think we got a seven-game series on our hands here. I thought it was going to be four, but the way the Suns have paced it the last couple nights, man, it's going to be awesome. be sitting there on pins and needles the whole entire time. And I had a little luck on my fan duel last night playing the dunks in the next three minutes bets. Holy smokes, is that fun. Every three minutes is its own game inside the game. You can put five bucks to have one dunk, two dunks, or three dunks in the next five or three minutes of the game. And it adds oh up. Oh, my right? God, does one? it add up? That third one was incredible. I, I had a couple of great bombs last night. Then I just started to, like, all right, I'll do the next three. I'm, I'm playing with house money. Hit it again. 
it's surprising how few dunks there are in three-minute gaps. And then the one that I hit on, there were three plays in a row that were dunks. I'm like, well, that's gigantic. Like, if that happened twice, you could make like ten dollars or $12,000 you put a hundred bucks on it. You got to have that, you know, like the, the one quarter, whether it's a third or fourth, where they just have this. They're like scoring 70 points I'll in tell a you quarter. This. There's no, <laughs> I've been doing this little bet for a little bit. There's no rhyme or reason. Like you'd think, okay, this is when it happens. There's got to be a dunk each Second, quarter. Not just, nope. Yeah, not, I know. Sometimes there's not at all, especially in the modern NBA, which is a ton of three-point shooting. They don't dunk too much. And then when they do, it comes in little bunches. And there's no, like, time when it's more, you know, this is when dunks happen. It doesn't. It's just, it's crazy. But they let you have it. It'd be it. interesting to f- see that when it would, you know, like, end of the quarter, if there's a trend on that. I've done, you know, because they do 12 minutes to 9 minutes. Nine minutes to six minutes, six to three, three to one. So there's four chances per quarter for you to and there's been times when the whole quarter is dunkless or one. Yeah, I've basically been, just oh, even out. It's crazy. Oh for two on the uh, flat out crazy. So the yeah. dunk thing, the nine, the twelve. Yeah, it's nuts. So you can do the first part of the quarter, you can do the end, it doesn't matter. But when you hit, it's like celebrating for no reason in the middle of a quarter. It's awesome. Uh, Nuggets, you miss it by one. Oh, and you, and you missed yours by yep, one. You missed Draymond by one. You got parlay. Yeah. Oh man. Well, my big bet yesterday was the Knicks and Heat, and uh, Julius Randle fouled out in the fourth quarter. Uh, needed one more three pointer. Ah. Well, I would have had the big parlay, which was thirteen thousand. But when he fouled out, I knew I wasn't getting it, so it didn't really hurt that he went out. He, he was just, he couldn't play anymore. So you're like, well, that stinks. <laughs> That's the fun of it, though. The fun of wasting your cash on chasing money. <laughs> it's crazy. What do you got on the big board of musical treats, Bert? Wake Up Song brought to you by Action Ride Shop. Uh, like you heard John talking about earlier. If, you know, we, we always talk about hitting the trails, but if you just want to get some exercise, ride to work or school or whatever, Action Ride Shop's the place. They got all kinds of bikes and everything you're going to need to get on two wheels. All right. So go check them out. ActionRideShop.com or just go visit them over there on Gilbert Road in Southern. By the way, and I'm one of them. Nothing weirder than the groups of people out there at four four fifteen in the morning on a bicycle, and they're out there. I didn't even see one of the dudes. He was coming right at me. He flashed his headlight. Ah, he had a little headlight, and he turned it on and off. And he goes, "Morning," and that's all I heard. And I'm like, "Why don't you just keep the light on the light?" Just thinking, "Why don't you keep it on the whole time?" What was with the scaring me thing? Never mind them clothes that are laying there. Yeah, yeah, them baby clothes don't belong to me no more, or to the baby. It was weird. Like there, I probably went by about seven people. Every one of them looked like, you know, the one old man, I'm sitting there thinking, all I do is drive by and go, you're a target. Like, you shouldn't be out here. If you do this every, if you do a habitual walk every day, somebody's eventually going to get you because he was a decrepit old man who probably wakes up at 2 in the morning, takes his walk at 4.30. It's weird. That's a weird group. And I was in it. I'm in the mix. Yeah. But if you want to ride your bike to work, it is a beautiful time to do it. It's gorgeous out. Uh, unless we got ACDC, uh, corn, dead bodies everywhere for the, the clothes that you found on the way to work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, stone sour. And of course, you know, everybody calling us racist. So you got the body right. count on the list. Seven dust black. Damn right. Uh, blackened from Metallica. Uh, snot hate breed. August burns red up there for, uh, the Gilbert graffiti, whitewashed. <laughs> uh, Slayer ghost. Volbeat. Oh my God. Well, Volbeat's always good. I got no problem with that. Let's do a little Volbeat this morning. I love Volbeat. Still counting? Uh, not a bad one. I like that one. 
I like Lola Montez the, the most. Counting. Uh, yeah, you know what? That's true. We'll go with that. <laughs> Still Counting by Volbeat. That'll be the one we run with today, which is fantastic. I like that. Volbeat's never bad. I hope they're coming. They're not coming to town anytime soon. Not anytime soon. Try to though. steal them for a U-Fest. That would be massive. I think we were working on it and something. Yeah, yeah something, something they couldn't make up, it. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to see Volbeat come rolling in. That'd be amazing. Amazing. We've got a... Uh Musician-filled birthday day today. I know Billy Joel's birthday is Billy today. Joel, 74. Ghostface Killer is 53. Oh, Dave Kahan, Depeche Mode. Ghostface Killer is the oldest rapper in history, I think, at 53. He made it further than any other rapper ever. Tom Peterson is 73. Cheap Trick. Cheap Trick bassist and founder of Rock Your Speech. I don't even know what that is. A project that helps autistic kids learn to communicate through music. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah, I used to love the Ark Day. I can't even say it. They kept the name. Association for uh, Our Word Citizens now. It's their own thing. I wonder if my mom still says it. We gotta put the bags out. The big, giant trash bags of our cruddy clothes. Go put those out for the... For the... hearts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we're just... We're so philanthropic and giving. We help the... hearts every day. Then that weird truck would come by and some guy would get out and chuck all of our old dumb clothes in there. It's the Ark truck. We didn't even have to go out and drop them off. They came and picked them up. Anyway, uh, let's do it. It's full beat. Still counting. It's out of control now. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet Mesquite. Repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.